how does it change? I mean, you've only been 40 for uh, a week or so now. Yeah, not that long. Has it has it felt like that big of a change? Yet? It's not. No, there's no, there's nothing. That's what I mean. Like, it's it is definitely one of those things where you know you have a physiological age. Yeah. You have a psychological age. Mm-hmm. Now I hope that the people that are listening to this podcast, for the most part, you are feeling much younger, both in mind and body. Um. I feel incredibly privileged because I do feel younger in both. Like I feel like I'm 12 mentally Mm -hmm. and physically I'm definitely not feeling 40. Like, um, but I will say I have noticed things over the last five years that are definitely different. And I know that there are some huge factors that around your kind of beautiful age of 40 do start to factor in, especially for women. Like, You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Welcome back for a special post-birthday episode Mm -hmm. for me, not for you, unless it's been your birthday recently and then I guess happy birthday. So yeah, take take it as a special episode for you. But welcome back for everybody who has listened before. Happy to have you. If you have not listened before and you just happened to stumble across this podcast today, then then we're also celebrating you. Okay? This is just we're just (laughs) celebrating all around. We appreciate it. And by all means, head over to our Instagram account if you would like to share a message, leave us a comment, give us some feedback. It is at the ATF podcast. That is my mm-hmm. lovely co-host, by the way, in case you're not familiar with him. Mm-hmm. But yes, you can head over to Instagram or you can leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, which we also love. That's right. And I think Nick has a rule about it being only five stars, but, you know. Well, expect nothing less. <laughs> Very high standards. That's right. So, yes, we are here today because... That's right. I have turned not just another year older. I have started a new decade, folks. That's right. Be surprised. Yeah. I am now entering my 30th decade. 30th decade? As a joke. Hey, I'm duh, not. Jace. Uh, that would have been 10 years ago. I'm, I'm your 40. Th- your third decade, right? Third decade. Right. Sorry. Okay, so third decade's a fourth. 30th decade. You 30th. I'm looking so good. Yes, and Mm -hmm. no, I've not been drinking at all. So Mm -hmm. it's this is purely just normal Shannon. Uh, But yes, I had turned 40 recently. And I don't know that I, I was that nervous or like if I had that much thought or expectation going into it, which is probably why everything that happened on my 40th birthday around was kind of such a great surprise. Yeah. Um, We'll get into that in this episode. And we're also going to talk about 
an issue that is now very top of mind for me, and that is working out. Working out and how you have to change your workout. How your workout plan changes. Once you turn 40. Right, right. Because flipping that calendar makes a big difference. No, it doesn't, folks. Mm -hmm. One day does not make a difference. But how your body works around that age of 40 is different than 35. It's different than 30, 25. So how you have to change is uh is what we're going to kind of dive into today and i will also share about my spectacular start to my fourth i guess it's technically i'm starting my fifth decade because i've completed four zero one one decade (laughs) i swear it's my fifth decade i'm starting yeah i guess you're right yeah, so that's really trippy. Man, but we're way off. <laughs> you were so I was told to be no math. <laughs> uh, I just threw that in as an extra bonus. And if you spotted these inaccuracies before us, then congratulations. So You're smart. I think we should, like, normally we do a training recap. Yes. But why don't we do a birthday recap instead? Oh. That way you can share with what you did, what made your 40th birthday so special. Yes, and Nick is particularly proud, and he's sitting over here grinning, mm-hmm. because a lot of it is down to him, because he surprised me. Yes, we are celebrating my husband lying to me. What? Because that's exactly what he did. I, and just, you know I what? did not lie to you. I'm so glad. You did lie to I me. I did not tell you, you the truth. You lied to me. There is a difference. <laughs> there is not a difference. <laughs> you lied to me for good things. I withheld the truth. So, no, you lied. You lied. He told me that we were going away for the weekend a couple days before, and I packed my bags. I got myself ready the Friday afternoon, or, well, it was Friday early evening, and I came out of the shower. He had all his stuff packed. He changed, little suitcase just sitting out there. He's dressed in an apron doing dishes. And I was like, okay, he really wants to clean the house before we leave. Sure, why not? Totally fine with it. He's like, oh, you're ready. Totally surprised that I was ready. Yes, usually I am not ready on time. That is sort of rare. Mm -hmm. But I was ready. I felt pretty proud. He was not as excited. I didn't know why. First time for everything. We got in the car. We went to this lovely little town called Safety Harbor that is in Tampa Bay. And it's just like one of those very quaint uh, waterside villages. Mm -hmm. And they got a cute downtown. There's a resort and spa there. So we stayed there, or I thought we were staying there. Mm Dropped our stuff off in the room, saw a bouquet from a friend. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, clearly, something, like, had been arranged. Like, Nick had told my friends that I was going to be here. That was so sweet. We go to the restaurant. I'm completely oblivious, not looking for any issues or inaccuracies in this story. And so I miss the fact that there's a whole table of, I think it was, like, six people in the corner holding up phones videoing me as I sort of drifted off towards the other corner 
Nick kind of gave me an and redirected my attention to the table of people. And it was not only it was family and friends, but it was one of my friends from Massachusetts who, like, I had no idea was going to be here. And, I mean, she has two kids and a husband and a full-time job, and I was floored to see her. And once I got over the initial shock that that table was there for me and that one of my best friends was there with us, I sat down, and then Ella popped out from underneath the table as well. Bing! Just like, hey! Nick surprised me. He surprised Mm. me with the dinner. Almost probably three-quarters of the way through the dinner, a couple more of our friends show up from Virginia. Again, they have kids. They have lives. No idea how they, like, cleared their schedules, Mm. was not expecting it at all. And I was completely shocked. Then Nick tells me, by the way, I'm not going to be coming with you back to the hotel. He goes, my suitcase is empty. Yep. Actually, I put some like shoes or something in there and that's it. And For I was weight, like, you know, what? Couldn't make it look too light. It'd be too obvious. <laughs> he lied to me. And he's like, you and your girlfriends are going to be at the hotel this weekend. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have a girls weekend. And you don't have to worry about anything. Like, it's all taken care of. And I was just, again, stunned for the fourth time. Hmm. So, yes, I spent um, a wonderful, incredibly um, fun and just also, like, sort of therapeutic weekend with these two beautiful people who I don't feel like I ever really get to spend any time with. And it was just such an amazing way to start this next decade. And I mean, you got to you got to do some fun stuff. You yeah. got to hang out with one of your best friends. Mm-hmm. Actually, two of your best friends. That's right. Uh, you got to go golfing. You had one of them stay at the house. So, yeah, it was. I feel like it was a fun weekend for both of us, though I definitely appreciate the stress and anxiety. Like, looking back, I see the stress and anxiety that you were in. Yeah, leading up to it was definitely a little bit stressful because one lady, one of your friends, had to drop out. I know. Um, she got and she sick. was the one that sent me flowers and yeah. a beautiful bottle of champagne. So I was like kind of debating. I was like, should I invite somebody else last second? But then they would essentially be like second fiddle or something. Not second fiddle, but like, you know, like sloppy seconds, I guess, you know, kind of feeling. Uh, this one person couldn't make it. So do you want to come kind of thing? So I didn't feel that was appropriate. <laughs> Um, so I was a little worried about that, but then people flying into town, like you said, make sure everybody got there safely and without issue. So, but you know, and then like you said, you leaving early, which threw the monkey wrench in and to try to get Cynthia, your friend to advise the hotel that we were coming early. So that was a little nerve wracking, but obviously once everything, everybody was in place, it was all gravy after that. Yeah. Very happy. Yeah, we had an amazing dinner that night on Friday. 
and my parents were there. Like I thought we, Ella was with them. I thought the dog was with the dog sitter. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the dog wasn't going to get a dog sitter mm-hmm. and that Ella was there, yeah. you know, like and she, I didn't know where she was at the beginning. All she just like popped off from the stable and was like, hey. So it was, it was just like I didn't go to sleep that night until 2 in the morning, not because we went out and partied that hard, but because my brain, like, was trying to wrap itself around this new reality, like, all of these things that it just, like, couldn't believe were happening. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I got, I think probably over the course of, like, the whole weekend, I got, like, eight hours of sleep. I was a little tired come Monday. But it was so worth it. It was so good. Well, I'm glad. You only turn 40 once, so I figured. Technically, you only turn every age once. Touche. But, yes. Yes. So, yeah, now you are responsible for two of my best birthdays. There you go. One you proposed, and Mm -hmm. you had my friend come in from out of town. Right. And that was also a surprise. All that was a surprise. You're really big on surprises. I should be expecting things, but I, I just, I don't. That's it. It helps me with surprises. I'm really. so bad at surprises that I don't expect them mm-hmm. at all because I'm like, I just, I can't get my, I can't get my brain to factor in and work surprises the way that they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you can is just, it's like mind boggling. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed planning it. I did. Very makes me happy that made you happy. And that you really more enjoyed than yourself. happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still glowing mm-hmm. from that. Right. So kinda to piggyback piggyback? Piggyback? Piggyback piggy piggy thought. I almost got a little <laughs> British accent there. <laughs> piggyback off that. I've been is, watching the British bake off that's too. That's right, long. too much. Um, now what about, uh, working out once you hit 40? I know that's what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Kind of the main topic of today's episode. How does it change? I mean, you've only been 40 for uh, a week or so now. Yeah. Not that long. Has it, has it felt like that big of a change? Yet? It's not, no, there's no, there's nothing. That's what I mean. Like. It's, it is definitely one of those things where, you know, you have a physiological age, you have a psychological age. Mm -hmm. Now, I hope that the people that are listening to this podcast, for the most part, you are feeling much younger, both in mind and body. Um, I feel incredibly privileged because I do feel younger in both. Like, I feel like I'm 12 mentally. Mm-hmm. And physically, I'm definitely not feeling 40. Like, um, but I will say I have noticed things over the last five years that are definitely different. And I know that there are some huge factors that around your kind of beautiful age of 40 do start to factor in especially for women like guys i'm sorry like you guys just have it so much freaking easier Hmm. um it's just you do yeah i mean not having a uterus definitely helps oh my god The, the whole thing of like oh so you've you know maybe you finished having kids 
maybe you've served, you know, kind of gotten through the sleepless night stage, you have, you know, young children. And now we're going to throw this other fun thing at you called perimenopause. Yay! And we're just going to screw with your hormones more. And if, by the way, if your hormones weren't already kind of under control, which most people's aren't, it's going to get worse. So, yeah, it's it's just sort of nature's cruel joke um, made a thousand times worse because our lives are not set up or conducive at all for women right. <laughs> at all. So what do you think if you can, I know you've only been 40 for a few days, so it's hard for you to really answer the question. I'm just going to speak about, speak on behalf of all as, the 40-year-olds. As you've, you know, as you've gotten older, what do you think, like, as far as your fitness is concerned, specifically, you know, like exercise, what has been the biggest transition you've had to make based on, like, the effect getting older has on you? So I can give you several. Okay. Well, I would like to hear them. And... I have noticed them more creep on in in the last few years, first of all. And I know this isn't necessarily just fitness, but um, diet-wise, mm-hmm. I used to be able to eat anything. And as long as I was working out, it was fine. I didn't have to worry about it. I was fine. Not the way it is anymore. Mm-hmm. And not only is it like, you know... It's not so much that like I've gone up in sizes because just throughout my 30s, I, you know, between having a child and being incredibly stressed and changing jobs and everybody surviving 2020, I mean, my weight's changed, but it's not like it's been that drastic. You know, I'm, I feel pretty, I'm, I'm okay, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it just feels like food has such a bigger impact on my energy and how I feel. I don't feel like I can just eat whatever the heck I want. I don't even want to eat whatever the heck I want sometimes. Mm. Like, I feel awful if I eat crap. And certain foods just make me feel terrible. Like, I noticed it a few years ago, Grand also because of, like, hormones, but, like, I can't eat that much sugar. I can't eat late at night anymore at all like my stomach and my body just cannot handle it and I end up getting heartburn or I get nauseous or I you know I pay for it somehow in a much more significant way I mean it's like it's like drinking alcohol you feel the ramifications like that's what food now feels like so if I don't pay a really close attention to what I eat, I'm going to feel it later. Yeah. And that is just a very different thing that I've noticed creep on in over the last several years. Um, another thing is that I don't lose weight as fast. Yeah. So like I said, I used to be able to eat anything and I could much more easily influence how I've never been like a thin person, but I've always been like a comfortable kind of, you know, size. And I could pretty easily influence that by either eating really clean or really paying attention to 
my servings and like I could I could lose some weight, you know, if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an option anymore. Right. Like you don't lose weight in a matter of like weeks like you do when you're in your 20s. It's just so it's laughable because it's so far from reality. And as you go into your 40s, losing weight is even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, the other really big thing for me, because I know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this factoid, but you lose, starting in your 30s, you start losing muscle mass every every year, I think. Um, a certain amount of muscle mass, like I think it's like eight, three, three to eight percent, or something like that, per every decade. decade. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you're gradually losing muscle mass, and I've really became a lot more focused on, like my muscle tone has been good, but again, in my twenties, I had freaking killer, killer tone in my legs. I mean, I actually got stopped by people mm-hmm. because I had such muscularly toned legs. That started to kind of diff- kind of drift a little bit in my, my 30s. And I've noticed that muscle is much bigger focus for me now. I'm yeah. like muscle and strength, but also um, this is my last observation mobility which we've talked about before super important this past year though for the first time well actually no after i had ella about two years after i had her i started having problems with my hips and i waited until i was in my mid-30s which they call you a geriatric pregnancy once you're past 35 so i technically was i guess almost a geriatric i was like right before Mm -hmm. geriatric Mm -hmm. Um, but my hips started to bother me like in like 36 and Mm. I, they're like, they hurt me during pregnancy a lot and then they started bothering me. And then this year I got up one day and from my seat at my desk and it was like, I couldn't even stand up Mm. because one of my hips hurt so bad. And I realized after more than a week sustaining this, that this was not just a normal cramp or discomfort or sometimes like you get a pinch nerve. This was like legit something is not right. And it was like, I have a, like my, it's the connective tissue, not just the muscles. So it's like the tendons Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff in there that was so tight and it was shortening because I was sitting for long periods. If I don't get up and walk around, my body very quickly tells me now, like, oh, you're gonna pay for that. Like, we got some problems with sitting for extended periods. I mean, I I, I used to be able to sit on the floor, I could sit anywhere. Sitting in my office desk chair now though, I look at as like dangerous. Right. Because it it's really painful on my hip. I sat in it twice this week for like two days 
and my hips started hurting again. And I was like, son of a bee. I now am like this person who has to get up and like stretch. And it's now my, my attention is shifting from just doing some yoga to like everything that I do needs to have mobility at the center of it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's uh, just kind of touch on the last thing you talked about, mobility. I, I think that's something as we get older, it's got to become more priority for more people or people who are 40 plus. Um, I mean, you yeah. talked about the one thing, you know, uh, once we hit the age of 30, we start u- losing muscle mass. Um, but that's if we don't fight to keep it. Right. I mean, there are some studies that if you are doing resistance training, regardless, you know, 30 plus, you can maintain muscle mass and you yep. can make strength gains if you're very diligent about your strength training. Um, so that makes it very important to continue resistance training and strength training as you age. Obviously, you have to modify it to meet your 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 level or your, your ability, I should say. Yep. But it's super important. You cannot remove you should not i should say remove remove it from your training protocol um but the also to speak to kind of the mobility issues especially for females the idea of osteoporosis the fact that you guys lose bone density more so than even males do i mean obviously we all lose it as we age men and women but specifically women um so that's going to be an even big issue bigger issue for females is to maintain the mobility which is not just stretching you know mobility it's kind of a i I think some people think it's synonymous with stretching but it's more it's like it's the idea of functional strength yeah about moving your joints using kind of the neuromuscular uh, control to move your joint through its full ranges of motions or trying to increase the range of your motions Mm -hmm. of joints you know so certain movements that do that specifically opposed to just Stretching, even though the stretching is really good and really important as you age too. Yeah. So, and, you know, kind of touch on what you talked about, the whole food thing. I'm, I, I do pretty good. You know, like I said, I'm not, there are some certain things that if I eat too late, I'm in bad shape. But it's for me, and it makes sense, is, is alcohol for me specifically. If I drink like more than one or two drinks, I got to have like a, I have like a protocol. Like I have two drinks <laughs> before, two hours before bed. I have to have uh, two glasses of water before I get in bed. It's like the two, 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 two is my protocol, you know. It's then if I go beyond that, if I go past that protocol, I'm shot the next day. I feel terrible. Um, so, and that's something that really snuck up on me as I got older. I, um, I guess I can credit the line of alcoholics in my family that, I don't have that issue. Well, yeah, like I said, I got the iron class stomach, but <laughs> as far as the liver, I guess you I don't apparently. have it. You know, so, um, but uh, I think for kind of like priorities as you, you hit 40 and beyond is not only the things we just mentioned, but I think adaptability, be able to adapt and modify your workouts accordingly. You yeah. Know, um, there's one thing um, I saw is interesting. You brought this topic up. I was looking at a guy I follow on social media by uh, Lane Norton, and he was talking about he's like, you know, a lot of people complain about you know once they hit their 40s, their test they you know they need to be on testosterone for guys or even females actually, um, you know if uh, 
their, their their endocrine system or their you know their their hormones are all out of whack, which may be true, but you know it's a highly likely, more likely that your lifestyle is just oh, kind yeah. of ruining Very. your your ability to um, you know m- you know have a normal hormone production or get up and work out on a regular basis. You know, lack of sleep, poor eating, abusing alcohol, and other things can really affect it more so than just what your hormone levels are. I mean, that might be your uh, poor hormone production may be a byproduct of all those things, lifestyle choices. Your endocrine system is responsible for your stress response. Mm -hmm. If you have high levels of stress, you have triggered that fight, flight, freeze so much in your life, if you are not getting enough sleep, you are not if you have too much cortisol in your body every day, these are things. It's all tied to your hormones. Your right. hormones dictate your body's rhythms. Once those get thrown out of whack, you don't just ignore them and expect things to get better. They just progressively get worse. Right. And I and I think it's really the 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 root cause is lifestyle. Yeah, there are people that are outliers mm-hmm. that have poor thyroid function right. and an endocrine system, but the vast majority of the culprit is lifestyle, like you said, like we are the things we already listed. So I think once you hit 40, you have to be more, much more cognizant of the, your lifestyle choices um, because yeah. I think that's the big thing. I mean, when we were in our 20s and early 30s, like you mentioned, we could kind of uh, get away with staying up late or eating stuff at two in the morning or, you know, drinking too late or, you know, maybe taking a week off from working out and then jumping right back into it. And our body wasn't, could record, could catch up faster. Mm-hmm. Now we can't do that. Yeah. You got to be more cognizant of your lifestyle choices and make sure that you know that even the small choices can affect your fitness. Yeah, the small choices are going to have a much bigger impact. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's. I think it's realizing the um, the changes your body's gone through. Right. Recognizing that you still have a lot of control and you still have a lot of say. Mm-hmm. And it's particularly if you are one of those who are lucky enough to be healthy already like cherish that celebrate that and treat yourself properly like treat yourself i know people say like treat your body like a temple Mm. like this is the time in your life where if you're gonna make that change you haven't already started to work on that do that when you hit 40 this this is that time where you can still make strides, you can still make gains, you can you can get that. You know, that's yeah. not like it's never like too late. But it's this this is this is key time. This is this is crunch time. That's right. So for for all the ladies, if your hormones are still out of whack and you're like, oh well, I'm probably already going into perimenopause because it can start in your 30s. I've got a girlfriend who's already started in her 30s, and uh, she's like two years in. And I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it can start. It's like don't give up on it, though, and take control. Like go – you're not going to get that 
that level of detailed advice from just one doctor. Right. That's all. So I'm going to say that again. One doctor, probably a regular doctor, unless you've got a freaking phenomenal doctor, is not going to have the answers. They will give you very basic advice. They will tell you, you're losing muscle mass. You need to make sure you're stretching. You need to do decrease your caloric intake. You need to watch your trans fats. Like They're going to give you the same bottled stuff that you can go Google and you can find. That is not the kind of advice we're saying go get. Like, sure, have it, but go seek the people that can actually help make sure your endocrine system is ready for what's coming. Make sure that you've got, you know, if you need to talk to a a meditation person, a meditation guide or teacher, whatever it is, a yoga teacher, if you want to go learn how to chant, Go, if that's going to help you, now is the time. Hmm. Do it now. Yeah, I think it's making making choices that uh, can have a positive effect on your lifestyle. Yeah. Your lifestyle is going to affect your fitness is what, especially when you, as you age. So, all right. Now we're on to the section about what's got us pumped. I mean, we've talked about a lot of stuff. I feel, like I've, I feel like I've pretty much weighed in on this. I'm still flying high from my birthday celebration. And that really is my what's got me pumped this this week. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I'm still I'm still there. You're still I'm there. I'm still feeling it. No birthday gifts that got you pumped? I mean, that was a pretty impressive birthday oh, I gift. Know. I know. Well, what I got me pumped, you already kind of uh, spoiled it earlier, but I got to play golf this past well, a week or so ago with my buddy who came into town, one of the husbands of the girls who went to the party with you, um, who stayed with you, I should say, one of your girlfriends, who's my best friend from high school. We actually went out with a, my other buddy, Chris, who's in town, and a, another friend who's actually a client of mine, and uh, we went and played golf. And uh, I tell, I train a lot of golfers. Um, the vast majority of my clients are golfers, but I tell them I play golf once a year. I average <laughs> once a year. You probably um, need to get that average up a little I bit do, more. I do. Plus, since our golf, we have a golf course, a decent public course, less than a mile from our house. So yeah. I really need to uh, start to getting a little bit better about that. So played for only playing for once a year, I played, you know, I can't be, I can't have uh, expected anything better than what I did. You crack there. 80? So no, 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 definitely not. Three figures for, or three digits. For me, for sure. <laughs> but Hit some good shots, hit a lot more bad shots, but enjoyed myself and saw that, you know, there's potential there. Obviously, way more, lots of room to get better. (coughs) I, uh, like you said, need to uh, get my average of going out on the links a little bit higher than once a year. Well, you know, I feel like it's, it'll work out. It's something I think that comes as you age too. I know, you can, you can say like, I don't mind spending Mm-hmm. An entire day playing 18 holes of golf. That, to me, sounds like a slow form of torture. But I know a lot of people enjoy it. So. Yep. Yeah. So, 
Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and you found some, uh, some knowledge, maybe some, uh, nuggets in it that you, uh, can find useful and take with you as you, uh, uh, keep working on yourself, working on your fitness, both mental and physical. Uh-huh. So once again, as Shannon mentioned in the beginning, please give us a rating review and Apple podcast or your preferred podcast app. Give us a follow on the ATF podcast. And I think something you forgot to mention. Share the podcast with a friend. Find your favorite link. We've got over 300, closing in on 380 episodes. So please grab one of those and send it to a buddy of yours. And we appreciate you spreading the good word of fitness. And heck, if you know someone that has recently had a birthday, whether they turn 22 or 45, send them a podcast. That's right. Be like, here's the stuff you have to look forward to. Or, hey, are you doing this stuff? <laughs> Way in. <laughs> well, sounds like. Do you have anything else for him? That's tonight? it. This That's has it. been another edition of the Addicted Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at the ATF Podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.